A great deal of educational reform related to equity has been initiated by litigation. In the great battles over school desegregation, culminating in Brown v. Board of Education, and then in the wave of school finance lawsuits that have sought to equalize spending among districts since the Serrano case in California, now in a new wave of lawsuits, trying to establish adequate levels of spending. School finance as a field of study and practice, what I'll call the conventional or old-school finance, is concerned almost entirely with revenues and expenditures rather than with broader conceptions of resources or the effects of resources on schooling outcomes. Many of these discussions, from Coverley's book to the present, involve the technical details of funding formulas rather than educational or instructional issues. As the lawyers behind the Serrano case complained, reforming zeal has often been dissipated in confrontation with minutiae. Indeed, even when researchers have tried to move beyond money to the resources that money might buy, they often have failed to do so. For example, the National Resource Council Committee on Education Finance produced a volume called Making Money Matter, potentially about how money can be best used to support those resources that improve school performance. But while the volume examines a great deal of literature and wrestles with definitions of equity, productivity, and other crucial concepts, it does not show how to use money effectively. So a move away from the old school finance has proved difficult, even conceptually, and state legislatures and school finance litigation continue to struggle with revenues. This illustrates how dominant the narrative is. More is always better. Inadequate outcomes can be explained by inadequate revenues. The solution to any educational problem requires increased spending, and, as Coverley proclaimed, the question of sufficient revenue lies behind almost every other problem. We might also call this the myth of money, another one of the great faiths, underlying our educational system that emerged from the 19th century, along with the conception of education as a panacea and the education gospel.